Today, This American Dice presents Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. Join our cast of characters as they figure out who the heck they are. So part one, what are the basic concepts? Part two, who are these people really? And the final part, how are they connected to one another? We'll also be setting up the setting itself. So join us as we create a world, create people to populate that world, and get ready to run ourselves through a game in which we have to determine the fate of a young heir who's been kidnapped, if not killed. Join us today on this American Dice. So the, the concept I had was that um, this character is uh, the older, older drinking buddy of the heir. Um, if, if people are familiar with like uh, Henry V, he's like the Falstaff to Prince Hal. Like so, the sometimes the air would go slumming, mm-hmm. and this guy would go out with him and uh, go on adventures. And so um, he might have been the last person to be around the air before he was abducted. So he's been pressed into service. Ooh, would that work? I was imagining the air was a child. Would that work? Would would it? Would, could it just be like you were the? Oh, maybe that the air that's missing is the like. He is not the oldest son kind of a thing like there was milk drinking buddy <laughs> yeah, his milk drinking buddy. yeah or, or or maybe jared your character's a little kid you know the um um but we could, could i could do a little kid if you guys want i mean if you wouldn't find that annoying um or w- would it work if you were the drinking buddy of his older brother sure okay. yeah that, that makes sense and maybe uh maybe or, i i know some sister people. or something like that yeah it yeah. doesn't have to be a male heir sure Okay. Yeah, that that's works for me. Okay. And you and you you're interested in being the thief? Uh yes, unless anybody else wants to jump on that. So, the premise here is that the, it's a fighter, so he uses a spear as his signature weapon and um I think he's like a little bit uh, you know, uh got some maybe issues. He thinks that the spear he has is the king of all spears and he takes orders from it. Although no one ever hears it but him. So uh, let's see. I'm try- trying to think of a good. I'm just basing him on Oberon from Game of Thrones. Uh, if you remember that guy, the, the spear guy at the end that got his head popped. So you can picture that guy, but just uh, you wouldn't want to talk to him. He's always whispering to his spear, I guess. Later on, he'll hang out with a space Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, how could I put? Th- Maybe he's like part of the uh, like the guard or something of this uh, thing, but only tolerate it because he's, you know, a fighter. Like a, in Dungeon World is going to be good no matter what. So maybe they kind of tolerate him. Like, all right, yeah, you're the ambassador from the Spear Kingdom guy. Sure, yeah, something like that. What, one thing that I did want to do is that like none of you guys are total foreigners. Like n- they're like there's no like barbarians or. Like that kind of like everybody's or like I'm a druid who lives out in the woods and doesn't talk to anybody. Like everybody is at least somehow connected to this community, even if you're not from here, even if you don't live here right now, like you have some kind of connection to it. So that way, when we talk about I'm just going to say like there had been some kind of calamity in the community or tragedy that happened there, like it all of you have a connection to it in some way or another. Um, So that way, nobody's like. I don't give a shit. I'm from the ice world to the north. I only care about the ice god. Like that kind of a thing. 
the mammoth lord rules my world. <laughs> Which is a fucking cool character now that I say it, but yeah, we should rewriting as we speak. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> now, uh, actually, I'm yeah. gonna play Carl. You run this. I'm the mammoth. Yeah. I'm I'm the mammoth mancer. Yeah. An, I know that you guys had that in another game. Yeah, yeah, an emulator from the the mammoth world. Yeah, that'll be a treat. Any other general ideas? Quick concepts? Oh, um, I was thinking of, because my, my favorite um, class is Cleric. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I think um, having a Cleric with either like mysophobia or like germophobia is always just really interesting to me. It's like, okay, we need you to heal. And it's like, with my hands? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. And just like kind of having to psych himself up. Lots of handshakes where he's not going to shake hands. Um, I was looking through the uh, precepts of my religion. And I mm -hmm. don't know if like, I don't know, just someone having to hold like a sacrificial like bowl <laughs> and being totally just grossed out by it is really <sighs> funny to me. Uh, but also sanctity and suffering is also like in line of that, like, Oh, I have to suffer for this. This is my penance touching this guy's hands. Um, and then I wasn't quite sure what deity would fit well with the air, but I don't know if this is like maybe a church that the kingdom. Like... That's that. I have not thought about that at all. There's a chance that the <clears throat> regent is a religious leader, like a, a Cardinal Richelieu type character who like helped to, to advise the King or the Baron or the Earl or whatever the hell we're dealing with. Okay. And maybe, maybe you're from the same religious order or maybe you're not. That is not. Crucial. I wouldn't mind being like a trainee, like an acolyte maybe, and just be like, I'm learning the ropes and I'm going to be a high priest. Maybe. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, if you're if you're going in that direction, then that gives me some. I'm gonna be covered in gunk. I'm gonna be like Huey from The Boys, just covered in shit, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every other episode. I was, <laughs> I was, I was annoyed. I haven't finished the last two episodes yet. I have to sit and watch them. It's not in. It's not in the last. I I thought I had seen the last episode, and I started talking <laughs> to Clay, and I was like, blah blah blah, and he goes, yeah, this stuff happened, and I was like. Fuck, oh. I thought the second to last one was the last <laughs> one. Damn it. Um, Dean Winchester's bad? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they... What did I... I was annoyed that at some point uh, Butcher and Huey like are having this conversation and mm -hmm. it's a meaningful conversation and then Butcher just throws up on him. Yeah, the lime and green. I, and I was like, if this was... I was like, that could be funny. But these characters are so in need of having like an emotional grounding that to then undercut that really bothered me where I was yeah. so annoyed where I'm like, damn it, just let these two guys fucking talk things out, finish the thing, and then afterwards be like, then throw up. Yeah. That kind of deal. And instead it just under, it just was like, no, we're not going to have a real serious conversation. It undermined about. like the whole thing. You're yeah. like, and as the final shot of the season, that's just strange. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was like that scene in Schindler's List where fucking Ben Kingsley throws a pie. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like, this really undercut things. Like, it would be that equivalent. Wait a second. Uh, yeah. 
It's weird. They did the Curb Your Enthusiasm music too at the end. Yeah, just staring at Liam Neeson. Larry David was like, yeah. The Showa Foundation wrote a very stern letter. Um, <laughs> all right, Carl, that leaves you. Okay, I, I took your advice to not go deep on a character, very literally. So I, I've been trying to think of one in <laughs> the last like, five minutes. Blandy <laughs> yeah. um, McBeige. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, allergic to colors and happiness. Uh, but also sadness, so it won't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a heart full of neutrality. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm thinking Bard, uh, I'm thinking like an older, well, like, like a middle-aged guy who wasn't from around here originally. And, uh, he is the understudy to the understudy of the court musician, like the court jester. Mm -hmm. And so like the regent might not even know who this guy is, but like, he's on like the court payroll technically. Um, and he's just sort of around uh maybe like does does odd jobs otherwise but technically like he would be in line to be like part of like court proceedings uh and i figure you know he's he's had a past and he's been around different places he sort of has like that bardic tradition of you know like every time you go someplace near he's like oh yeah i've been here i know this thing about this place but the rest of his past is a mystery to me and everyone else currently okay cool So we've got a thief who was the drinking buddy of the heir's older sibling, a bard who's the understudy to the understudy of the court jester, um, a germaphobe uh, priest who maybe someday hopes to move up in the ranks of the uh, whatever kind of the most accepted religious order within the area is, um, and a fighter who's a spearman who thinks his spear speaks to him and uh, is kind of begrudgingly accepted by uh, some people within the city's guard, militia, whatever. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. Okay. Cool. And we'll get to meet you guys a little bit more and uh, like what you look like and that kind of stuff. And we'll also figure out how everybody is um, connected to everybody else. But let's build some of our world first. So, okay. Um, The first thing is, like I said, you guys are going to be tasked with uh, going to rescue the heir to whether it's the kingdom or the barony or the dukedom, whatever it is, like the of the realm. You're going to rescue the heir, Um, and since. Justin's character is a cleric. The person I have as the regent is High Priest Valorum. And so High Priest Valorum was like the, uh, uh, for European history buffs, like I said, like the Cardinal Richelieu or the Mazarin, like kind of like the character who helped to guide the hand of everything um, to kind of keep stability within the kingdom. Uh, so yeah, so he's the one who's tasking you with this after orcs have invaded, attacked the realm and killed the king slash king or duke or earl or baron or whatever, whoever the lord was and uh, the other family members. So now, theoretically, 
this heir who is captured has to be returned because this is the person who's going to be the next king or the next duke or earl or whatever. So we got to figure out what do we know about the realm? Um, and later on, I'm going to ask you about a tragedy that has befallen this realm that is significant. So uh, everything ain't everything ain't happy and sunshine in this place for sure. But uh, is this a place that we think is like, um, is this the capital city where you're dealing with like, we have to find the prince of the land, like the prince of the land. Is this just, hey, you guys are out on the outskirts and we're dealing with Duke so-and-so's kid and this is just going to be about this area. I would suggest maybe not the top tier because I'm not sure if we sound like the A-team here. <laughs> okay, I, I I can agree with that, and and it would actually make a lot of sense that like the A team was straight up killed in that raid, so oh. they're going to you they're going to you guys because it's like oh shit, um, the A team was killed. We need the B team to secure the realm. C team, go find that kid. That could actually be kind of kind of amusing then if it is like this is the most important person in the kingdom and you're what's left to go find him, right? That's, I can go either way on that. And I think I think the, the idea might be like, this kid's probably dead, so sending the B team doesn't make a ton of sense. I like that. But I, I think being part of the C team makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think who would the, the Mr. T be for the C team. Just Mr. C? That's probably not it. <laughs> Mr. C. You'll never guess what the C means. Yeah. Crab apple. <laughs> I'm not crazy about the fool. Oh, okay. Doesn't have a strong of opinion about fools. Um, but yeah, so are you guys down with Carl's idea of like this is not you're not you're not going after like someone's captured Joffrey Baratheon. Instead, it's like someone's captured Theon. Kind of a thing. If those references are hitting. Okay, so this is a dukedom, barony, pr prince, principate, earldom, baronet. <laughs> what are, any any term? Any one of those terms uh, get you a little excited? <laughs> sure. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I don't know. A dukedom? Does that sound good? All right. Dukedom. Okay. Dukedom. All right. Um, let me come up with the, the name of the royal family. The two that I have that I just randomly wrote down are Fenway and Rutledge, neither of which is very exciting, but also doesn't tell us much about the place. If you want to go in a different direction, I am very down. I mean, if it's Fenway, is are we in yield Boston? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all of the all of the warriors are known for their red their redded socks. The red socks. We're gonna go all the way this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. W uh, when Mark Wahlberg, head of the city guard, shows up, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> what is this? So it's a it's a dukedom. Um, We can go Fenway if there's a name that you think is this just sounds really awesome for like a oh this would be a leader. What's that name? 
Anybody have something they've been keeping in their back pocket? A boss they really admired? Really? No. No? No. <laughs> no. no we, we can go with Fenway. I mean, you want, <laughs> we want a first name? You want a given name? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I assume just like a family name because this person is... Uh, now, they are heir apparent Duke blah blah blah. Hmm. Dukeling. I don't know. Is that a term? <laughs> uh... Duke Lit. It's a good. I'm gonna look that up. Um. It's fine, me. Oh, uh, actually, let's get something. Is there a? Is there a teacher? Anybody admired that has a cool name? Oh, I've got one. Go Smith. for it. Smith. Yeah, he's known for being a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hate all teachers. So. Reasonable. <laughs> um, oh, uh, actually, Blackburn is one of my favorite. That's favorite. right. In your, really you cool. said, yeah, I've your, used that your... name a lot. That's one of my favorite teacher names for sure. And he was a really fun teacher. I'll give him that, I guess. <laughs> Blackburn. That is a pretty cool name. Justin, you got anybody? Boss or a teacher? Some form of authority figure? Oh, man. Uh, the only one that always comes to mind is Hugo. I mean, well, that the good thing is that works out as a first name. They could be Hugo, Hugo Blackburn. Blackburn. Hell yeah. I like that. Oh, that Shout is a pretty good Hugo. fucking name. That sounds good. Hugo Blackburn. I was thinking of throwing Rigo up in the mix, Carl. Oh, yeah, it occurred to me. Yeah. I have had m multiple characters that are in games that are based on our old pal Tibor Rigo. Awesome. Our, our AP Euro teacher who was a madman. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he fling a thing at you or did stool. he, what did he do? Yeah. A wooden stool. <laughs> I probably uh, if only, if only I had those powers anymore. <laughs> um, so you, you lived the, uh, the movie whiplash, huh? I, I wish I could say whether I had. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go with yes. He may not have lived it, but he suffered whiplash, the condition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Dukedom, um, Duke Hugo Blackburn. Um, and I'm just for the shit of it, for ease of this. Um, this is one of those societies like Rome used to do with their daughters, where all of the sons just have the father's name. And so... The older son was named Hugo Blackburn. The younger son who's missing is named Hugo Blackburn. Dad was named Hugo Blackburn. Like, they're all fucking that. And then once they take the position, then they're the blah, blah, blah. So, um, give me a number that is not insane, but impressive. For like a, I am the, I'm Louis the oh, 14th okay. kind of a thing. Like Hugo Blackburn, the 679th would be stupid, but I was like, uh, pie? <laughs> yeah, Hugo Blackburn pie. <laughs> like the, the ninth. You, sure, the ninth. All right, so we've got this realm, the realm that we're in, which I just mean like the setting, is not like the capital of this land. It's not where the king or the emperor, whoever lives, if there even is such a person. Um, and the Duke, Hugo Blackburn, the ninth, unfortunately in this local, in this raid, uh, that happened just a day or so ago by orcs 
killed not only Duke Blackburn, but also his wife and um, his heir. And the who, court jester. And who was also named Hugo Blackburn. And yes, and, <laughs> and <laughs> many members of the court. Honestly, this probably killed like an insane number of people. Uh, so it's like, yeah, like a lot of the court castle guard militia and blah, blah like all these folks of the city were just killed so again you guys are the c team coming in here to do this all right um so high high priest valorum is the uh kind of he had been the religious advisor to duke blackburn and was kind of responsible for the education and rearing up of his heirs um, is he a guy who's old? Is he middle-aged? Is he like, for instance, did he raise the Duke who was just killed? Yes. All right. That sounds way more interesting for sure. Okay. So this is a man who's like in his sixties or maybe even early seventies. Like he is an old, he is an older man for sure. Um, and he raised, he raised Duke Hugo Blackburn, the ninth, and his idea was to impart whatever wisdom he could to his heir, who unfortunately just got killed. And now he's like, uh Oh, where is this kid? We got to go get this kid. And hopefully I can impart whatever wisdom I can on him. Uh, and he's not just straight up dead. So that's kind of the the uh-oh freak out that's going on in, in the dukedom at the moment. Cool. So High Priest Valorum, I'm just going to write old. <laughs> uh, and that kind of goes along with the like uh, Louis the, well, the Louis of France and uh, Richelieu and those kind of characters. Cool. All right. Um, so I have some different names for the orc tribes that came by, I can list them off to you guys and you guys could pick them, or I could just say, pick a number one to three and uh, I, you could just do it at random. That's random. Random. All right. Uh, David, one, two, or three? Let's go three. Three. The Wound Weavers. Ooh, that's good. So the Wound Weavers is the name of the tribe that busted up in here mere days ago, maximum three. Um, and just abs like really fucked up the whole place. They again killed in this process, a huge amount of the city guard and kind of like the honor guard of the Duke were killed. The court jester, my God, they didn't even spare him. Um, they said we don't like prop comedy and they ripped his fucking head <laughs> off um and they then they used it as a prop and were like actually it's okay no the um <laughs> so yeah yeah so the wound weavers and their terrifying leader wound weaver yorag are we going with kind of the i hate to say standard but it really is the standard kind of temperate central european germanic or english kind of uh idea of there's a castle in this town. Um, is it much more urban? Is it, um, is it on the coast? Like what's, what's our deal here? Give me, give me something. So 
I'm going to just go around clockwise from how I see it. I think you guys see it in the same way that I do. I got clockwise me, Jared, Carl, Justin, and David. Um, just give me an aspect of it. So just give me an aspect of the, of the dukedom. And it doesn't have to be to be much, but we'll just kind of come up with this. So Jared, give me something. There is a, uh, it's like a thriving early Renaissance culture. So it's it's more Ooh. than just like feudal society. There actually is like theater. Um, there's there's courtly life. There there's there's something there. It's not just like peasants, gotcha. and lords. There's there's more like a middle class that's developing slowly. Ooh, okay, cool. That creates a very different scene for what this is. And like a when these when these orcs busted in here, yeah, it wasn't a bunch of fucking Vikings in a longhouse that fight fought these guys off. It's all these people who are like, what the hell is happening? Mm. Carl, give me something. I like the idea that it's on the coast. It's on the coast. Cool. When you're picturing coast, Carl, are you picturing like luxurious sandy beaches or are you picturing like, uh, like big cliffs? Picture in the cliffs, like cliffs. have a Harbor, but, uh, not exactly. A... <coughs> We'd lay out for a tan out there. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Justin, what do you think? Um, I think it would be interesting to piggyback off the coast where, yes, it's a coastal city, but there is a lot of trade as mm -hmm. opposed to like trade and port. Oh, okay. So there's there's a lot of trade coming in and out of the like the harbor or the ports, or it's also yeah. a lot of trade by land. Um, or both. It could be both. Okay. I think that'd be really interesting because it, it would make sense that we would maybe we wouldn't see an orc invasion coming because it'd be like, oh, you know, we have a lot of people going in and out. Gotcha. So this place is like a trade hub. And that also kind of fits with the Renaissance aspect of like, there's a lot of people making money. And so there's all this art and culture flourishing as like trades, tr tradesmen and merchants and the like flourish. Yeah. All right, David. Go for it. Everyone talks to Spears. Wait, shit. Uh, <laughs> um, so are you just looking for any kind of general culture thing or just big general or any culture else? stuff or just like so when we when we think about this realm, the air of which you guys are trying to save, we know what we're looking at. So so far we've got this very kind of like um I'm almost imagining. This might just be my own cultural prejudice in here, but like kind of Italian Renaissance, like trade hub city where you've got these people doing this stuff uh, and like ships coming in and out and caravans going in and out, that kind of thing. Uh, is there anything else that we kind of know about this place or notice about this? And again, we're going to get to the dark things about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'm stealing this from some short story I read, but what if it's a, uh like a color thing uh, or like a, you know, like a detail, but it's um, like, there's some kind of obscure law that you're not allowed to like kill cats. So it's just like overrun with stray cats everywhere. And they're like, Oh, everyone hates them. But if we kill them, then you have to like give up like a thousand or like your weight in gold. You can't do anything with them. Okay. So there's just like these cats overrunning everywhere. Cool. Alrighty. Um, I actually did a thing with that uh, with L5R years ago when we played a game where we talked about Ryoko Wari and how like uh, the 
patron god in Ryoko Wari had like a pet rat. And so like as people like people kept encountering more and more rats in this big city and they would bring cats in. But because there was like this magical thing, like the rats never went away. And so there were just like a crazy amount of cats in the city. <laughs> but the, okay, so we've got it's full of cats. Cats. I'm gonna put in quotes sacred. And I think I spelled sacred correctly, but we'll see if I did or not. All right, cool. So we've got um, the realm. And is is it just called, is the realm called Blackburn? Is the realm called Hugo? Is the realm have some kind of other name? Is it cat related? Oh, it's a sweet. Oh, uh, gotcha, Aquatico. <laughs> yeah, what's well, a sweet Italian name, uh, Austin? For ta- for cats? Or just for Renaissance era cities? Can you name um, it? Um, how about um, Piranesi? He's a he's a Italian architect and artist. Sure. Oh, cool. Can you spell that? Obviously, I know how to spell it, Jared. But to tell everybody else. P i r a n e s i. Piranese. Piranese. All right, cool. So Piranese um, is the name of the city or the name of the dukedom. So maybe these guys had this particular royal family has not always been in charge, but they have been in charge for at least nine generations. It could be like Normans where they like showed up and were like, we're going to take over Sicily. It's ours yeah. now. Thanks. There you go. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'm going to go with some of this stuff. Uh, All right. So now we're going to get into some of the darker things. One of the things about this uh, community is that five to 10 years ago, some kind of calamity befell the community. Some kind of calamity or tragedy befell the community. And it is a thing that we have not. The community has not ever really healed from. So something bad happened. Um, years ago. So does anybody have an idea of what that might be? And then for your characters, ask yourself something like, you know, how did it maybe affect you? Did you lose somebody? Did it transform you into who you are today? Um, again, the formatting on these questions would have made it much easier to answer. Whereas now they are just in like a big block of text. So I have an idea unless anybody else has something they want to go with. Just throw it out there. Cool. Uh, what if there was a capital city, if there was a, a, a capital to the kingdom, uh, kind of like a Constantinople and it fell to the orcs. They basically sacked it and trampled it underfoot and then took it over. And now they're basically operating out of the ruins of this massive kingdom that spanned the whole area. Thoughts on that fellas. That's sick. I like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so Piranesi used to be um, like a trade hub city on the outskirts or on the periphery of this empire. And there was this huge capital city, um, like a Byzantium, Constantinople kind of uh, like hub. Or, and it at some point was... Year, five to ten years ago was sacked by these the hordes of orcish invaders 
and um, all of a sudden, the big thing that's happened is this city that's a trade hub, the city that's a trade hub, its trade is dwindling. Maybe So maybe that's the tragedy where it's like we have not gotten like ships coming in and out are few and far between. Like the ships coming in are, are fishing ships. They used to be fucking treasure galleons bringing all kinds of stuff in. And now all of a sudden uh, they ain't. So, oh, interesting. There is an area near to the city. And depending on how close we want to say Paranese was to the capital, maybe it just is the capital, but there is an area uh, that's in ruin because of this calamity. Uh, what is that? What is that area? So this could be a part of the city, like a sector or a quarter of the city from a previous attack. This could be an area that's just become an absolute slum because now that trade has dried up, this area in five or 10 years has just become a nightmare. Um, this could be like, maybe you lived close enough, maybe you live close enough to the capital where just the area is the capital. Or maybe it was like, in the past, there was an orcish quarter, and then now that area has just been scourged and like is like a blighted area where it's like, well, we can't save the capital, but let's kill all these people or something. That was going to be my suggestion. You think yeah, so? I, like, I like that idea. Okay. So the area in ruin is the former orc quarter. Okay. So there were some orcs that worked with or at least traded with or lived in lived in a tolerable manner with uh, the people of the realm. Okay. And so was the area that it's, it's was destroyed was because like after the destruction of the capital, um, Duke Blackburn like led troops in there and it's like, all right, just kill everybody. Or it didn't even have to be troops. Like I think everyone in the city would just like sort of agree, oh. like just the pogrom. Oh, I love how awful that is. That is good. Yeah. Okay. So this this wasn't even a thing that was an organized thing. It was the the cit the citizenry upon hearing this news, there was just this vicious uh po pogrom race riot that occurred to dis uh to kick out the orcs in the area. And so I imagine this area is a lot of like burned out houses and buildings. There are maybe some, uh, some larger structures that had been there that are destroyed or collapsing, that kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's just outside the city proper's walls that people went out there and destroyed this thing. Okay. Wow. Damn. All right. We are going more serious. So yeah, Justin, you cannot play that character. What was his name? Jizmaster General? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh Jizzalot. Sir Jizzalot. Okay, that's right. Yeah. What if I played him as a simp instead of an incel? Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't worry, I'll tell you about it off uh off recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of these uh a lot of these terms I David had me read an article one time about like uh, 
critiques of like the newest version of Vampire the Masquerade. And they just used a lot of like internet terminology. And I was like, man, I don't know what any of these terms mean. And I had to look up like every fourth thing. Be like, what do they mean? Edgelord. What the fuck does that mean? Anyway. All right. So cool. All the edgelords had to look up like, oh, what is Shimichi? What is this? Yeah. Ventru? Oh, my God. <laughs> the name's Edge Lordington. All right. Um, so about the Duke, Duke Blackburn, Duke Blackburn, the ninth, um, the unfortunately recently deceased, assassinated, killed, murdered Duke of Piranesi. Um, his family were beloved by some and reviled by others. Somebody give me a reason why they were beloved. Maybe he was doing like a pretty good job of like trying to maybe even try to establish this city as a new capital like working towards making it like the new most prominent city in the region so like economically maybe he was doing great okay i can say i can tell you why i loved him because when my lands to the east were lost during the fall and i owned great great lands vast lands he accepted me in and he told me that he would help me recover my lands one day he would put military force at my disposal we would return and take over those lands. He told a lot of people that. <laughs> we thought he was great. Okay. So he 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 spoke of uh, these charitable acts. But charitable acts of will return what was yours. Yes. And he accepted a lot of refugees from the East. I mean, you know, the richer ones. Some of the poor ones had to go elsewhere. Okay. Unfortunately, though... And since uh, Carl and Jared hopped in here, David and Justin, this is going to be you guys. The family was not loved by everyone. Why were they... Uh, why in... Uh, when, when, so-and-so at the, when so-and-so at the pub gets real drunk and he tells you what he really thinks about the Blackburns, aside from uh, his, you know, QAnon theories, what, what, what was it? Uh, I got an idea. Unless, uh, Justin's got some. So especially since we have a what the high priest Valorum, like mm-hmm. kind of raising the next one. Maybe he's uh, this is like a either not the official it, whatever religion this high priest was is wasn't the official religion or something. And he's like, oh, we got to we got to make religious reforms. We're bringing this other religion or sect or something in and uh maybe passing a lot of like religious based laws on this one sect or whatever. And those people that are in that sect, which is probably the minority are like, love it. And the, everyone else hates it. Like these people suck. So if I can, if I can try to sum that up, would you say that he's, he was creating laws or policies that benefited a religious minority that was viewed as like, um, would you say it was viewed as like heathenistic or it was viewed as like I was singing the other way, almost like, like uh, xenophobic kind like, of like, oh, yeah, I was singing like totalitarian kind of like. A, like a, a way a more rigorous religion than what was in. I don't know, in place before. OK, so so High Priest Valorum. The religion that he's part of and that Justin's character, who will figure out his name in a minute, but the uh, that their characters 
were they part of the religion that this guy was pushing or that he was pushing a different religion? I was thinking they're part of like these, uh, whatever, whatever high priest Valorum is, which I think is the same as Justin's, right? Yeah. I was thinking that's like the new people coming in. So in his mind, maybe religious reform, but most people, most other folks are thinking regressive kind of awful things. Okay. So high priest Valorum is part of a new, I'm just going to keep using France since we, uh, have kind of used that before, but like France had been Catholic and then imagine like, Oh, the new King has a Protestant advisor and he's saying, Oh, we've got to be Huguenots. Hey, Hugo. Yeah. yeah we got to be Huguenots. And, uh, and because of that, like a lot of people are like, Oh, this fucking guy and this Huguenot piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. I- I I was kind of on a, a different path of, and I mean, it could always be a different reasons why different people hate them. I was I was thinking of something like you know, building a, a new kingdom out of tragedy, mm-hmm. and you know the foundation of this new kingdom are on the bodies of whoever was in the realm previously, without any kind of you know fanfare or disarray. It's kind of you know, almost thought as heartless. It's like, oh yeah, that happened like ten years. That was ten years ago. Forget about that. This is the new thing. If that makes sense. Okay. So if we can, if we try to combine those, we could say that after the after the fall of the capital, um, Duke Hugo Blackburn the Ninth tried to basically re- rebuild and say we're going to be this new. We're going to be the new, uh, we're going to be the new capital. We'll bring these people in. We'll get back all this stuff that you wanted and kind of ignored the tragedy of things. And maybe your, Justin, your religion, what, what religious ideas did you go with? Um, I sacrifice or penance. Yeah. There was suffering. Oh, maybe that's some of the thing where he was like, yes, suffering is necessary. That what happened was good because. um, There there is another one that is sacrificial rights as well, which is the petition of offering as well. So either one of those I think would work really well. Yeah. So maybe he like he just he maybe in some of his rhetoric when he speaks to crowds, when he speaks to the court, it was like, oh, well, of course, that. Like, yeah, that had to happen. Those people had to die. So that way now we can go out and we can do these things. We can fix them properly. And so this guy, like there are some, a lot of people who just think this dude is super insensitive. Hey, little buddy. Um, And I I do like the idea David had as well, where it's like playing favorites with like a minority religion. That's not like the, the, the culture of the land. I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty cool idea. Okay. The religion might have actually given him a claim to like the capital, like the the whatever the the royal line for the capital city. So he was like, "Hey, I'm now the emperor," you know, and that's oh. why he sort of. And he might have just have he might just have a different interpretation than say like Justin's character does because it seems like Justin's character. I, I and I don't want to speak for your character, but maybe you're like, you know, suffering is 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 a test, and we have to go through it. It's not something we want. And this guy is like, "Yeah, you all have to suffer so we can benefit." You know, um, very self serving kind of interpretation of of the creed. I like that. All right. This is cool stuff. Okay. And I haven't gotten too silly yet. 
All right. So last thing that's a general setting question. Why are the orcs so terrifying? So obviously they destroyed the capital. So there's that part of it, but it's not just that. There's something else about them that is very, very frightening. And like you guys kind of threw me into a different capacity where there was an orc quarter. That was, people had a different opinion of orcs five or 10 years ago. They don't have that opinion anymore. Aside from just the destruction of the capital, why are these guys, orcs, not just the ones who attacked, orcs, period. This unfortunately gets us into a lot of just general racial stereotyping, but why are orcs, people are terrified of them. And as a heads up, I, I, we don't, this doesn't have to be nuanced. They can just be straight up baddies. Like yeah. Are we the baddies? Oh, shit. <laughs> Drinking out of a skull cup. <laughs> Are we the bad guys? Um, I would think, especially with all this religion stuff, I would say that they're like godless. They're seen as like godless savages kind of thing. All right. That's really weird because I was saying that same thing. And if, if I could add a wrinkle, so maybe Please. the ones that lived in our city and, you know, orcs in general, they're known for just being, there's no god. That's fine. We're totally atheists. But Maybe these, uh, the wound weavers that, you know, band together and feed the capital and everything, maybe like their chief or leader or whatever is like, no, I'm the God. And all the ones around oh, them are yeah. like, oh, you are. Yes. In, oh. in fact, you are. So, Ooh, so the are ones they in our city weren't worshiping the, that person, but yeah. Are they godless or does the, the, the particular chieftain of the wound weavers say he is going to be, he, he is it. Cause it'll be goofy. If I do a crazy orc voice and eh, it could be a lady. Fuck it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> why, why not? He could be. You know what? I was I had a voice in mind for an orc leader, but I could be an orc lady. I don't know what orc women sound like. <laughs> I Hold love on. that. Let me hop on a yourself. Let me hop on a certain website that has a variety of uh, <laughs> things for me to uh, peruse. I got this weird deal on Fiverr. They wanted me to do an orc lady voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious if I just hopped on like a thing and you got a notification and you're like, Austin, are you hiring me to do this right now? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so the leader of the Wound Weavers, who I said was named Yorag. So Yorag, Wound Weaver Yorag claims that uh, it is the deal that they are like, the gods don't exist. This doesn't matter. Just fucking kill everybody. Just do whatever. Or is it that like, no, we should do exactly what I say because I am a god. I think that would be really cool that they went from godless to, oh, we've never had a god before. Can, can I add a wrinkle to it? Maybe, I don't know. If, and if people don't dig this, that's fine. Oh, more wrinkles, dude. Um, we don't have a wizard in the group. So I was thinking that maybe, maybe, um, the religion doesn't really, it frowns on magic use. Absolutely. Um, among it. humans, right? But orcs, it's okay. In fact, orcs do practice minor magic, but they're really heavily regulated, at least in towns. So they're like, they're kind of like, oh, I need a magic charm. Let's go to the orcs. They're allowed legally to like practice minor magics. The difference with these orcs is they're like, yeah, we're going to hit you with spells. We're going to hurt okay. you. And so like everyone's like, oh, God, the orcs are now using magic at its full potential. Like we're frightened. Does that okay. work? Yeah, I, I actually like that a lot since we have um, High Priest Valorum as this important advisor since Justin's character is a cleric. I would say that essentially within the realm among humans, there are no wizards at all. Like anyone who does magic 
it's either like bardic magic, like kind of like weaving a song into a spell or you pray to whatever deity. And that is the magical result. The orcs, like you said, Jared had almost superstitious kind of shamanistic type of magic that was like, Oh, this is, this is like, this can be accepted as their superstition. They can do this stuff. Um, and, uh, five or 10 years ago, things got and literally, I don't know if you just heard that thunder that struck behind me, but yeah, five or 10 years ago, they learned that orc magic is much scarier. And, um, just two or three days ago, Two or three days ago, they learned how indeed scary orc magic is when Woundweaver Yorag and the Woundweavers showed up. And maybe maybe the premise of wound weaving is built into their magic, oh. which is frightening. <clears throat> if I could add one more thing. Go for this, it. This, this won't shred on anything else, but like I like the idea of like, okay, before this calamity befell the capital five to ten years ago, the orcs were like a non-issue. And this host sprang up out of basically nowhere, just obliterated the capital. And since then, there's been there's been some sorties here and there. But when the orcs raise a host, they've never lost. And when they do raise a host, like nobody sees it coming. Like this town that we were in didn't see it coming. So they like basically just came out of nowhere, obliterated everything, just retreated again. And they when that's happened, they've never been defeated. Okay, so Carl, just so I can sum that up. For me to understand it, you're saying that prior to the calamity of the capital falling, the orcs had just not been a real threat. There had maybe been problems here or there, but there they were no significant military, let alone existential threat. Right. And then all of a sudden, they appeared in mass, and uh, just like fucking a, like a wog from a Warhammer, like when they like raise like a great big host. And that's all of a sudden like, oh, there was nothing here. And then like a month later, it's like, here's an unstoppable army. They destroy what they were going after. You don't stand a chance and they just disappear again. And so nobody really knows when it's going to happen next, which is why this city fell because they were just like, there was no way they could prepare for it. So this came out of nowhere to them. So that's, that's the extra terrifying thing. And it would explain. <laughs> this sounds like I'm giving people a, a, a reasonable cover for racial pogroms but this would kind of explain what when or maybe this is just what people think this came out of nowhere so of course since this came out of nowhere we have to go after the orc community here because if we don't get rid of them now who knows when they'll come up and destroy us sure and maybe this like... maybe that's not true but that's what the people of the dukedom thought and so right. they went in there and they just wrecked this fucking place right okay okay Cool. Anything else we want to? Oh, the last one I have is so that that calamity befell the community five to ten years ago. And I do not need a fixed number on when that was, but it, it fell a bit ago. Why has the why had the realm never fully been able to heal? Did we already answer that? Was the I, answer that they're still in the capital or not? Well, the capital has been like destroyed or conquered. I kind of, well, yeah, whichever one. Justin, you were shaking your head of like, yeah, we already I, answered I mean, that one. I feel like we did. Is it just like, because like the trade is destroyed and this was a trade hub? I, it feels like a lot of things were destroyed, both like economically and then also socially. And Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mistrust amongst this uh, this continent, it feels like. All right. I like I'd it. like to know, like, is is the capital now a smoldering ruin and the orcs just, like, retreat off the map every time they go? Or is that now, like, orc town? I think it's interesting if you guys don't know. Oh, well, that's a real fog of war situation. Yeah, okay. of, like, of, like, a few ships got out and they're like, everything's fucking wrecked, man. Kind of a thing. And, like, go back and look. No. Like, kind of a deal. <laughs> like, absolutely not. And then maybe maybe some people, it's like, well, we're the bravest sailors. We'll go do it. And they don't come back. Kind of a thing. Or a few people come back and go, no thanks. Nice. So, like, you don't know. And since there's no, like, attempt to communicate with the orcs, because after all, they don't even communicate. All they do is kill. Like, that kind of idea. Like, there's no way to be like okay we'll send emissaries or something it's like well those emissaries will just be dead and then when i save those people just train them to be warriors to defend the community cool making this much more uh i lit the last book i just finished reading today was about the race riot in tulsa in 1921 and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> guys i do love these powered by the apocalypse games like the the setup situation yeah. they're always yeah, we haven't even really gotten fun. the bonds yet oh yeah you're right i didn't even think of that <laughs> Do you want to do like a round rob and we'll each do one and we'll talk about like like hey I want this one for you and matter to me. Okay. All right. I was thinking that Comet knows incriminating details about me. Okay. That, like that basically I'm like I've been uh fleecing nobles in the court. Like I'm I'm supposed to be like this visiting dignitary like I lost my lands and so I'm like looking to recover my my lost lands and really I'm just using it as a money making venture. Okay. I like that. Do you guys want to do this? We can, we can I'm just go over the top. I'm not sure. No, no, no. I'm no, writing it down. I, I dig no, it. that's cool. Yeah, and Austin will be able to hear this if he really wants to. So this will be awesome. I'm looking at mine now for the first time. This is the first time I've been a fighter in Dungeon World. I, I may have been every other class. So, really? yeah, I've played this game so much. I love it. So Yeah, I think I've been most classes at this point, too. Um, hmm. Emulator, because nobody wants you to be an emulator, apparently. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll say, um, all right, David, I can't decide. I really want one of these two to be for you. I'm going to let you pick. Are okay. you either off in the butt of my jokes, or am I writing a ballad about your adventures? Oh, wow. Those are like the two opposite sides of the spectrum. I know. That's pretty good. Oh, unless you were saving that for somebody else, it could, you could combine those and like, uh, Okay. Oh, it's a ballad, but kind of like, oh, I'm doing it because it's going to be a ridiculous, like, comedy yeah, ballad. it's sort of like a ballad about like how absurd you <laughs> yeah. are. Okay. So Pascal right. is definitely like, oh, of course you would naturally, but All so, right. but you started it like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the Don really... Quixote or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. that. Yeah, then I'm writing a ballad about the uh, farcical adventures of Pascal's spirit child. Perfect. <laughs> I see. I'm working on converting blank to my faith. And I feel like one that's like a Pascal-y thing. I'm just like, is it a sphere? Are you talking to the sphere? Or like, hear me out. <laughs> it's the god of spheres, or it's just you're talking to the sphere? I, I have several questions. <laughs> oh, that could be interesting. You're like, yeah, it's the god of spheres. I'm like, that's not a thing. I've looked everywhere. Like, I can't find anything on that. What is that? 
Oh, that could be kind of interesting because uh, I'm still not sure if Pascal's actually right or not. So that could be interesting. Just yeah. like a reason to debate that. And I was thinking for for you, uh, Comet would be a. Uh... Yeah. See, I think I think I'm gonna go. I worry about the ability of Comet to survive the dungeon, and then the similar one. I'm thinking. Donato is soft, but I will make them hard like me. I think I'm gonna go there. All right. <laughs> I can totally uh, see like Pascal like flexing in front of Donato, like, look at this, this is what a man's about. And he's like, this is great material. Thank you. Keep going. Keep yeah. doing push-ups. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking I stole something from Pascal, but it was his peace of mind. Because he knows I'm a criminal. Like he knows I'm taking things, but he just can't prove it like he's, he's like where'd that thing go and I'm like oh, i have no i always have an alibi oh, i have no idea it wasn't it wasn't me is that okay or yeah that's because um... like because i have protection from hot from above like the prince was always like no no leave my friend alone and you were like your majesty come on this guy's a crook look oh that that actually works perfectly if i if i could give you one too uh sure. there's one that uh farley owes me their life whether they admit it or not so I'm the one who's just like, no, he shouldn't be hanged. He's just—he's harmless. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, uh, possibly, it was like like some of the nobles know that I've, I'm doing crooked stuff, so they were like, let's just have him killed. Like, let's have him assassinated. And you're like, no, that's a, you're going a little far. Like, you know, maybe he's done some things, but no, no assassinations. Is that is that all right? Like, you're kind of. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That actually plays into my thought for you as well, Farley, which was Farley is in constant danger and I will keep them safe. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's, that's great. That's so generous. They're just very close to the gallows constantly. I'm like, maybe we just hit him a little bit. We don't have to, like, kill him. He'll learn his lesson. Farley's like, I have everyone fooled. And they're like, no, we know what you are. We're just tolerating you. <laughs> I have everyone fooled. Everyone's like, uh-huh. All right, my last two then are Comet trusted me with a secret. I don't know what that secret is, but if you do, you let me know. Uh, I I just want to interrupt because that works perfectly for mine, which is uh, Donato is a good and faithful person, and I trust them implicitly. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) You guys wrote it for it. It's perfect. They're all coming together. Perfect. Um, All right. And then from the last one, um, Farley does not trust me, and for good reason. I, I that <laughs> so I can complicate that. I have one that's like Blank and I have a con running. So I'm thinking Donato and I have a con running, and I'm <laughs> like, it. I'm like I picked you because I absolutely need you for this con. Like I need you to like like I, I'm trying to falsify like, claims to like a vast lands out in the hinterlands. Like like I'm a lord and stuff, and I need your knowledge of heraldry. And like your connections, but I'm like, he's gonna totally screw me on this. I know it. Like <laughs> he's smarter than I am and he has more connections, damn it. But I he, he seems like he's 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 doing all the things that I want him to do. Like what's his what's his game? What's his angle? So, I would even say like if you want to go one step further and like my idea for the character is basically like before he came here, he's been all over. Like he's done adventuring, he's done odd jobs, he's done like he's dabbled in lots of things, he's done good things, he's done bad things, and maybe you're the only one who knows like, oh, I actually know this guy. He's done. This is one of the bad things he did. So if you can come up with anything like that, go for it. That's perfect. Yeah, you kind of scare me a little bit. Like you're like you're like you you go a little bit a little over. Like I'm just like I don't mean anyone harm. I just want to take their money and get like live like an easy an easy life. But you like 
will play you'll play the game like you're into intrigue like political intrigue maybe does that sound yeah basically my idea for the character is like his his primary motivation is he wants to affect change it doesn't really matter to him whether it's good change or bad change he wants himself and the people he's with to like do like the craziest thing possible as often as possible mm -hmm. okay that sounds perfect i love that pascal's over here like oh he's so soft what a little baby like, absolutely not. That's great. Well, there, folks, can you tell where the power cut out and Austin couldn't keep running what was going on and everybody else had to step up and do their own things? If you can, send us an email and you know what? We'll send you a prize. So just let us know. Till then, this American Dice has been Austin as your game master, Jared as Farley, David as Pascal, Justin as as Comet, Carl, as Donato, and of course, the game that we're gearing up for is Dungeon World by Latora and Kobel. I think you guys have heard of them before. If you're listening to this podcast, you definitely have. Join us next Friday for our first real episode of this game, Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. And every Thursday for our long game, which is Monster of the Week. You heard it right here. You know it. You love it. It's This American Monster. And speaking of This American Monster, an actual play Monster of the Week game, check this out. That's this thing on. Can't you see the red light? God, how bad are your eyes? I can see the red light, but no one said to talk. Hi, I am Marie Redgate, and um, this is... Angus McRae. And we uh, fight monsters, because those are real. The boogeyman that you fear, the real, that thing under your bed. It's also real. But we're here to fight them. Kick their ass, but, you know, that's close enough. Do you even literally think we should be doing this? I mean, who would believe a couple of uh, monster hunters from a little town called Hendrix, which we're stuck in, thanks to you? Thanks to me. I would have been gone a long time ago if I still had a car. But I guess you shouldn't have drove it off a bridge. We interrupt this bickering to inform you that we are Redgate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Why is it Redgate and Wolf? Should not be Wolf and Redgate. I do all the work. And as she talked about kicking ass, I do that. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere to kick ass if I didn't drive you there. Drive me. You drive me crazy. Find us on your favorite podcast app now. So you heard him, folks. Redgate and Wolf. Check him out on your favorite podcatcher or wherever you get fine podcasts. Till then, This American Dice has our long game on Thursday, our short games on Friday, Saturdays are long games, old ones, published to YouTube at the moment. That's Legend of the Five Rings, Ryoko Wari, The City of Lies. And Sundays, we got our short old games publishing up to YouTube as well. So just check us out, This American Dice. Till then, we'll see you on the internet and see you there.